morning, everybody. Folks, welcome back to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Hosted by Ryan Ankner and myself, Scott Sweeney, also known as the Turkey Boys. The Golden Turkeys. <laughs> the Golden Boys. <laughs> I, uh, I hey, like that. Hey, turkey heads. I like that theme. How you guys doing? Are you hanging in there? Are you watching... Uh, at this point, you need to recommend to us what to watch. That's what's happening now. We're turning the tables Ooh, on you. Love send that. us a re- <laughs> send us recommendations. You know what I have to recommend? Actually, this is mm. a new right out, right out of the uh, presses. Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, shouts goes out to my man Calvin Klein. Good looking out for the drawers. Not saying I would do another Fruit of the Loom commercial oh. or nothing like that, because they don't make the hype shorts. These these are the nineties, man. They just fit good and they hold hold me snug. So. I'm about to go get some skins. I'm not gonna put on like no silk underwear. <laughs> oh, she got freckles. Huh. Next question. No, oh, the best protection How against AIDS is to keep the Calvins on. Oh, is that right, Mike? That could definitely come between me and my Calvins. <laughs> Do you have Calvin Klein underwear on? Oh, Mark Wahlberg saying that the best protection against the AIDS virus is Calvin Klein underwear. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. You oh, know, yeah. you, you can't get AIDS through your undies, right? <laughs> That's the best work he ever did. Him with Kate Moss just, like, walking around talking like a black guy. How you doing? I would like to have a one-on-one chat with Mark <laughs> now and say, I, so, Mark, uh, all right, I'm right here. Let's you talk. were black in the early 90s. What happened? Yeah. Now you're, you're a, like an older stiff shooting Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2 and... Like the do-over or whatever that movie with Rose Byrne is. He probably just completely ignores that whole part of his life. And like the music and, you know, blinding that guy, all that stuff. And being in Boogie Nights, he's just like, none of that happened. He's just, he's humiliated. You think he blacks out Boogie Nights? He's gone on the record saying he regrets making that movie, which is funny because it's, it's one his of best his best without even. Yeah. It's what, in my opinion, solidifies him as an actor. Yeah. If he didn't have that, it would just be a sea of turkeys. And he was like, "Yeah, I really wish I didn't make that movie. You know, I'm religious now. I, I was reborn. I, I don't even know that guy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you can't just like blind a minority, <laughs> act like a black guy, even though you're white. Yeah." And like decide one day that Jesus is a part of your life and then just totally re overhaul your personality and get away with it. Yeah, that's too many wacky things. I'm out. It's too much. You can act like a man! How you doing? I think that he should be taken to task and forced to act that way again. Like he has to bring back the black guy voice. Ooh. Yeah, he should be forced. The uh, My top story today... Guy Fieri is cooking up some quarantine specials of his long-running Food Network series Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, also known as Triple D. He's uh, he's doing Triple D Takeout, a three-part run of the show filmed remotely. You excited about this? I'm listening. (laughs) He's in. I mean, I hope he still has his masterful comedic timing over Skype or Zoom, whatever people use to do these shows now. Pretty sure it's impossible to have timing of any kind over Zoom because it's, it's so choppy. Yeah, like did you see SNL over the weekend? Their first uh, remote episode, whatever you call it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it was. That's it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was some pretty rough stuff. It was poison. When did you shut it off, or did you make it all the way through? I shut it off somewhere in the weekend update. 
I, they lost me when the Ruth Bader Ginsburg skit began. That was early. With Kate McKinnon. That was like two sketches in. Yeah. And I think we talked about it. That sketch, it's like, who is this for? Her, right. It's just like her having fun, like, doing a Ruth Bader Ginsburg voice. Like, it's nothing. Ruth Bader Ginsburg isn't funny. Yeah. She's funny. just like a lady on the Supreme Court who's really smart and did a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's funny about that? Yeah, it's just... Exactly. Like, there's no comedy to be found no. there, especially the way they're doing it. I'd it's laugh just, if they were mean. Exactly. And, like, called like, her a cunt or something. Yeah, that's like, funny. That's I, the way to do had it. Had a bit about her dying. Yeah. Which, when she dies, I win $100. So I know everybody's rooting for her to hang in there until Trump is out of office so that he doesn't take over the Supreme Court. But no doubt. I got $100 on this. So <laughs> we need her to kick yeah. it as soon as possible. I mean, first things first. Mm. But yeah, that, is she there drinking champagne with you in her wheelchair? SNL was rough. The uh, John Krasinski has reportedly been having virtual meetings with Marvel, and everyone thinks he's playing the Reed Richards, the the Bendy guy in Fantastic Four. You excited about this? They're gonna do another Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, they're making another pass at that, huh? <laughs> yeah. For what the third time now, or fourth? Fourth movie, third reboot. Okay. It will be. Right, because they did two with Michael B. Jordan. Yes, or no, they did two with... Uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans and Chickless and Jessica Alba and whoever else. Talk about having a golden ticket. Chris Evans got to make two terrible Marvel movies as Johnny Blaze and then scrap them completely, let the whole franchise reset, yeah. and then be given another chance as fucking Captain America and yeah. then get into the Avengers franchise. And it's fun that... He came up because John Krasinski famously was going to be Captain America. It was like a done deal. And then at the last second, the director was like, mm, we need Chris Evans. And like, it's got to be Evans. And they, they had to like, like court him because he played a superhero. He didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And then. Uh, what do you like about it? And yeah, now Krasinski might get his chance to play a superhero. I've had enough of Krasinski. I think we put him in the obits. I'm tired of him getting stinks, yeah. so much work. I'm jealous of his success and his dope wife. I've had enough. I will not admit my jealousy because mm. I am a weak man. Dope. But I will say that I think he's a tool <laughs> and I'm tired of seeing his face. And I thought A Quiet Place was wildly overrated. And A Quiet Place 2 has been pushed out for a year and I had to get a refund on our tickets. Shelved. I know, we, we should have already seen that. Yep. God damn it. The, uh, and also in that same vein, the uh, first trailer for the new movie Capone came out. <laughs> Capone! <laughs> Do you get a uh, large pizza and breadsticks <laughs> with, the, with the tickets? I hope so. God, they had good breadsticks. Mm. Terrific. Anybody else? This is, we're going real local right <laughs> now with, with like South Shore delivery food restaurant jokes that aren't even open anymore specifically geared towards a friend that we don't hang out with anymore the fans so. love that <laughs> but yeah tom hardy is playing al capone in this new movie that's it's from the director of the guy who did that last fantastic four with michael b jordan that like bombed tremendously oh. and who is that guy again? destroyed his career josh trank and this is the first movie he's made since that I guess it took a while for him to, like, get back in the good graces of a movie it's studio. It's time to take a stand. I don't know if you remember, but he famously tweeted on the night before Fantastic Four was released, something along the lines of, like, the movie that comes out tomorrow was not my vision. My vision would have been a great movie. Like, this movie sucks, basically. 
on like, you know, a director doing that about his own movie the night before it came out. He destroyed his career literally overnight, and hasn't made a movie in why, six years. Why did he do that? I have no idea. He was probably drunk, huh? Probably. People was, do stupid stuff on Twitter when they're drunk. And it was probably just, you know, a process. It probably was like change the studio, but, mm. you know, that's just a foolish move. I hate my father. I hate my life. But I feel great, man. But yeah, Capone looks decent. I I'll didn't watch the trailer. I just saw all the articles. And it's just Tom Hardy mumbling again. Yeah. It's, <laughs> he literally only does movies where he gets to, like, do a weird voice. It's... It seems to be the only thing he... You're probably asking yourself, why would you shoot a man before throwing him out of the plane? Where's my Tommy gun? But yes. I would get us Bane sound drops, but since my Bane impression is so spot on, no. I don't think we need them. Don't need it. Got it covered. Did you notice that Like a Boss, the movie with <laughs> Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish, uh, is on Amazon for twenty four ninety nine? That is... Too much money for that movie. Mm. It should come with life insurance for when you blow your brains out <laughs> yeah. halfway through the movie. Jesus. That, uh, I think we're saying her name wrong also. I think it's Haddish. But I, I, I like, like Haddish. Say, it's I know. funnier. That's, that's how I've been saying yeah, it. Yeah, I like to mispronounce certain celebrities' names on purpose if I feel like they've infected Hollywood. And she's one of those actresses she's, that's just everywhere. She very much has. She's a virus. She's the coronavirus <laughs> of Hollywood right now. And she's very one note. She's always just like, you know, doing her thing. It's like, okay, we've seen it. We got your whole shtick. The, um, we got a quick obit. Brian Dennehy has passed away. A literal obit. Yes. Mm. Which, uh, he was in some classics. Tommy Boy, he played the dad in that. He was in First Blood, the first Rambo movie. The... That's all I can think of. But he's like a guy. He's one of those guys. Yeah, he's fine. You know, he's dead now, so. Yeah. <laughs> he was in some... Hey, kids, it's me, Brian Dennehy. <laughs> oh. What? Is that, that South so... Park? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good pull. Uh, I love that hey, bit. Brian Dennehy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's from the movie. <laughs> that's from the movie. That's like one yeah. of those... That's a, it's a deep track. Uh, speaking of people from the 80s and 90s, Demi Moore and Ooh. Bruce Willis have been quarantining together with their children and not their their current significant others, hmm. I guess, is what I read. Maybe it's a misprint, but... That sounds like a sitcom or I like a reality that show. I read that. I was like, what is... Like, are they, like, friendly? Like, does... And then I thought about, did Demi Moore have a kid with Ashton Kutcher? No. And I couldn't recall. I don't think so. Fans, if you're know. more up on the gossip than we are, I don't think they had a kid, though. I feel like I remember that. <laughs> Bruce! Why did that just play three times? It's my only Bruce Willis sound drop. Um, James Woods and Alyssa Milano are in a bit of a Twitter beef. Ooh, speaking of 90s stalwarts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, Apparently they're she posted some gigantic anti-gun PSA. Mm. Like, she's... Alyssa Milano has decided to just, like, become irrelevant in Hollywood, but now, like, take a stand against everybody. Do you remember when the take Brett, a stand together. The Brett Kavanaugh hearings were going on? And, yes. like, she was there, like, wearing glasses, taking notes, like, looking like she was someone important and had anything to do with stand. any of that? It's just was, like, what are you doing? She was taking a stand. Yeah. Well, she took a stand again against guns, and James Woods roared in and just said, you're going to need to just... Ignore this post and buy more ammunition for when the riots begin. In terms of like the COVID nineteen thing happening, and 
James Woods is a classic Twitter troll. He's a huge troll and a huge Trump guy, and I think I'm more behind him now more than like more than ever right now. Because I, I don't like Trump, but I do like when people are upset, mm. like a lot. That's it fair. Makes me happy. And Alyssa Milano actually was recently in. She endorsed Joe Biden, mm. and then Rose McGowan jumped down her throat and was like, "You're a fake." You were never a part of the Me Too movement. How could you endorse that guy? He uh, raped a woman and like just ripped her to shreds. And I was Alyssa so much Milano, better than you on Charmed. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, you guys work together. Like, let it go. Relax. Mm. And also, he was never convicted. So that's alleged. We don't really know what happened there. And like, Good point. Not our business. Mm. Like, someone will probably attack me for saying we don't know because they do. But we don't. And... Anyway, Alyssa Milano, or I'm sorry, uh, Alyssa Milano just wished her the best and like Ooh. took the high road. It was like, just bless you or something like that. It was, so check that out if you like reading. I like to read online arguments. I'm a comment guy and yeah. it's a nightmare. And since everything in the 90s is uh, in the news again, did you see the Saved by the Bell reboot trailer that just came out? Why did you do that, Scotty? <laughs> I guess what? I thought, I think it looks kind of good. I'm sorry to have to seem reveal like you're, this. You're not. That's not a like. You're being serious. I am. It it made me laugh. The uh, the only people that got back from the original, it seems, are uh, Mark Paul Gosselaar and uh, Jesse. Jesse and what's his name? The other Mario guy, Slater. Lopez. Yes, Mario Lopez. No MPG. No, they're probably courting him. What the him. fuck else is he doing? <laughs> Franklin and Bash reboot, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, the. I don't know, it's just a reboot with like new kids and Jesse and Slater are teachers at the school, I guess, is the angle. And the, I noticed they replaced Mr. Belding hmm. with that guy from uh, The Breakup who plays the gay brother. That's who he and was. And that made me laugh out loud. He's good. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, poor like, Belding. You don't take a man's pitch pipe in the middle of a funky groove. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Dennis Haskins was probably just sitting around like waiting for this call. Like, they're going to reboot this someday and... And they're going to need me. And he, then, I believe, is a, a Me Too candidate as well, speaking of Me Too. Yes. I've heard, your friendship with me for five minutes. I've heard all sorts of rumblings about him. He's one of those guys that everyone's like, yeah. Ugh, did you hear about Belding and oh, his dark God. turn? He's like, just a fat creep. Yeah. Is the, the gist. Uh, Johnny but, Knoxville has gray hair. Ooh. He revealed that on his Instagram. That's big news. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is the aging. I like him. I actually I think he's great. I don't know why he stopped like being in movies. He's a good actor. Like not just in Jackass. Like he's fine in Dukes of Hazard and some other stuff that I can't remember at this moment. I don't think I ever saw The Ringer, the movie where he plays a mentally challenged man in the Special Olympics. I'm sure that's aged very well. Yeah, I'm sure that... Wasn't the whole point of that movie, like, he's, like, an activist in that community, and it was, like, a pro, special needs kind of thing, and everyone misinterpreted it? Maybe. I heard him talking about it somewhere. Oh, interesting. Maybe I'll, I'll watch it. Maybe it's woke. I think it's like it was supposed to be like a woke take that like was like a fucking April, April fucking Phil. Um, 
I still love that Hulk Hogan tweet of saying like, I miss you every day, bam. Like, I wish you were alive, brother. And yeah. it's like, bam, tweets Hulk back like, hey, I, uh, I am alive. Yeah, like, I miss you too, to brother. Soon. <laughs> They're a Him duo. thinking he was Ryan Dunn. Hey, bro. Hulk ends every tweet with a brother and then a dash HH, which... Like, we're going to forget. I love, like, old people using social media. Like, Andrew Dice Clay capitalizes every word, and he writes these, like, long tomes. It's like, you look like an old fuddy-duddy. It's insane. Yeah, you don't need to do anything like that. Yeah. And imagine the effort that takes. Yeah, it's, like, mind-boggling. I saw that HBO and J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot, are making a prequel series to The Shining called Overlook. They didn't. I heard that got axed because of how badly. Uh, that was a different thing. That was like a movie they were planning oh. to make, and that getting axed probably like gave them more reason. Yeah, they're like, okay, now we'll go. Full what was the movie that I can't remember now? The Shining prequel that we saw and you liked and I didn't. Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Yeah, because Doctor Sleep did poorly. They decided they scrapped the pro the other movie they were gonna make. Yeah. Okay. And now, but I guess they're like, eh, we'll try this show. And I don't know. I got a bad feeling about this. I feel like they're just going to ruin every character you see in The Shining for like 10 seconds by giving them a big origin story that no one needs and won't be impressive. I don't know. Like, it's produced by the same people who did that Castle Rock on Hulu. Did you ever try to watch that? I shut that off, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. We, I think we created the Stephen king bit yeah. as a result of that stupid show. Definitely. Um, and I don't know. JJ hasn't been wowing me lately. I got a bad feeling about this. <clears throat> Friend of the show, Vince McMahon, struck out again uh, with the XFL filing for bankruptcy. <laughs> You're fired. That didn't go well. And Army Hammer shaved his hair into a mohawk. Wow. He looks like a That's horse's big. ass. Does he? Mm. Hmm. Not a good look. I bet he still looks pretty cool. Mm. Folks, go ahead and Google it. Army this, Hammer, friend of the show. Is this for a role, or is he just having fun in quarantine? I believe he's just having a blast. He's having a goo. I actually and saw some other people doing that. Joe List, a comedian I enjoy, he gave himself like the taxi driver, Travis Bickle, mohawk cut, and was like doing a bit as Travis Bickle. It was funny. I'm doing the De Niro face. <laughs> I can't see it. Uh, it was pretty good. And, and your friend, Seth Rogen, had his 38th <laughs> birthday this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're ordering me out? You better get your own fucking army, pal. Yeah, you sent that article where it's... What was he saying? Like, saying how, like I smoked an ungodly amount of weed. It's like, yeah, could have guessed that. Did you laugh when I, <laughs> I said I could hear this picture? Because like, I just picture, I could hear him saying that and then laughing as he was saying it while Definitely. being high. Definitely. Like calling into like Kimmel and being like, I smoked an ungodly amount of weed. <laughs> Seth, are you high right now? Seth, like, yeah. how big is your boner right now? <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, that uh, that's pretty classic. I like that for him. Mm. I, I bet he's got the good stuff and just like pounds of it. He's probably all set up. I saw that uh, Comic Con was canceled. Is things getting canceled even still news at this point? Everything's canceled. <laughs> they not the show. Yeah, not not this show. We're Take un stand together. Uncancelable. And uh, what else we got? Kevin Smith is writing the coronavirus into his sequel to Mallrats, which he's still making for some reason. 
I remember a few years ago, that was supposed to be a show, but he could never get it off the ground. I guess he found someone to uh, to make this. After watching his most recent movie, that Jane Silent Bob reboot, I, I can't imagine getting excited about something he makes again. That was like depressingly bad. <sighs> I'll fuck anything that moves. <laughs> there it is. But I don't know. Yeah, the Jason Mewes directorial debut was really bad as well. So I, I don't have a lot, I don't have high hopes for any project coming out of the View Askew camp right now. Mm. I'm just kind of um, like, right. okay. Did you see they released uh, the first looks at the new version of Dune? With Timothy Chalamet, yes. friend of the show. Our boy Timmy. I saw that they did. I didn't look at the first look. It's just pictures. It's Your like, buddy on Twitter there that had the joke about I just need to be alive long enough to be disappointed by Dennis Villeneuve's Dune made me laugh like really hard. Perfect tweet. Yeah, because <laughs> it's true. It's, there's no way it's going to be good. But yeah. That's Nick Eusen on Twitter. He's very good. Give him a follow. But this movie has a great cast. It's got Timmy, Oscar Isaac, our boy Jason Momoa, that babe Rebecca Ferguson from the Mission Impossible movies. Like everyone cool is in this movie. And I've never seen the original Dune, the David Lynch one. It's, uh, I tried to watch it. It's very weird and dated and boring. And Sounds like I'd love it. Yeah. You're a big sci-fi guy. You love space. Mm, I do love dated, boring sci-fi <laughs> flicks. But I mean, I'm down for this new version. Dennis Villeneuve directed. He we always we does, do like him. He always does cool stuff. Um, what was I thinking? They're in music news. Ooh. Uh, our favorite musical artist, Chet Hayes, <laughs> and his duet project, Tick, uh, Something Out West is the name of the band. This is their new hit single, Ticket Out of My Head. I like, he's going through his like Justin Timberlake, Man of the Woods phase. We're, we're seeing a new side of Chet. But like way cooler <laughs> and tougher <laughs> like, and m more icy. It's like doper in every way, yeah. basically. Wow, Chet's getting emotional in quarantine. Is, Should uh, I get a Chet Hayes portrait uh, tattooed onto my neck after quarantine is over? Yes. Do you think that would age poorly? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I think you should get it immediately. You shouldn't wait until after quarantine. But, uh... I turn, it, oh, Chet's back. He's back. Yeah, this is the this dope is part. the Chet part. <laughs> it cut out quickly because the Xbox was making noises. Is that Shit. Picturing him recording this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like his hands over his ears. Like, mm, shit. Yeah. Doing like that, like, you know, colored guy gesture with his hand. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. I have a black brother-in-law. It's okay for me to say colored on, on a radio show. He's back. If anyone has a problem, they can ask Stern. I mean, his, his father, Tom Hanks, seems to be doing well. He... He did that SNL spot over the weekend. And I saw, um, I saw a news story where his wife, Rita Wilson, tried that experimental drug that Trump keeps talking about. Yeah, I call or whatever yeah. the fuck it's called. Yeah, that, that's making everybody sick because Trump's a fucking fat, rapist, racist, <laughs> retard. Yes. And she was like, basically like, yeah, this like almost killed me. Don't take this drug, so... If anyone's listening to this for important news like that, don't don't drink the Trump Kool-Aid, Chlorinique, whatever it's called. A few weeks ago, he was saying 
A few weeks ago, my egg bills were through the roof. <laughs> no, a few, but joking, with jokes aside, a couple weeks ago, he was pushing this as like the miracle cure for the coronavirus. Like you just take this pill. He's like, yeah, they're doing really good. It's terrific. There's only fantastic. 15 people in the country who have this disease. It's like, no, that's, nope. There's been, you know, over a thousand deaths in Boston alone. So, yeah. like, nope. great, like great idea though. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I'm really rich. <clears throat> Uh, but nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. <laughs> you knew oh, I was going to play both. He's in. <clears throat> did you see, uh, I think this was last night or maybe the night before, they did a, on primetime on ABC, they did a Disney family sing-along with a bunch of like C-list celebrities singing along to Disney songs as like a special. They, John Stamos was the biggest you star. stupid fucking blabbermouth that I saw. Everyone else was just like, I barely know who this person is. John Stamos with like a big smile on his face and aviators like leaning back like with a big guitar. (laughs) Like wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Like you remember I was in the Beach Boys, right? I saw the the Beach Boys live at the Wilbur Theater with my mom a couple years ago and Stamos was rocking out. And to that, to er, I just got a big kick out of it. Like I... I know you're supposed to think it was cool, but I just thought it was the funniest. That's a very charming thing to do. And the Beach Boys do have cuts. I'm a Beach Boys guy, yeah. But yeah, I was like, this is what we're doing now? This is TV? Like, <laughs> It's all just, we got left? Just people in their house singing along to songs from Disney movies. I was like, whoa. TV is dead. <laughs> Call it. Put it in the obits. And speaking of that, I also saw the show God Friended Me got canceled after two seasons at CBS. I'm surprised it made it past two episodes. Exactly. I had no idea the show was still on the air. Who's in that again? Like uh, Michael Clark Duncan and (laughs) Kevin James? Yes. Live from heaven. He Skypes in. But yeah, a show about God friending somebody on Facebook somehow survived two seasons. Did it have that muggy, like, Hollywood interface of Facebook built into the shots? Probably. That sounds right. Like John Cho's searching, but worse. Yeah, where it's just, like, different enough where they can get away with it. Or maybe it was, like, a Facebook ad and they just had it be Facebook. That would make more sense. I don't even know. I'm glad I don't know. But, uh... Yeah. I guess people are into God will watch, like, anything, I guess. That you heard here, folks. First, folks, God is a very important part of our lives. God is a superstition, and He doesn't exist. Let's take a stand. As Daniel Plainview taught us, and there will be blood. You I don't think... want to. You don't want to get on that hill and die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... We've already said colored guy. <laughs> now we're going up against God. Yes. We're really firing on all cylinders here for our four listeners. We're taking on all comers. Take that's, a stand together. That's all I had for news. I'm newsed out, yeah. I got a couple of bits and a couple of shuts. Same. And then we got a a piping hot featured review that's yeah. going to be our new segment of Ooh. classic flicks, where no new good content's coming out. We've just thrown that out the window for the next couple of weeks, hopefully only, not months. But we have enough movies that we love that we think you should watch that are available on demand or Netflix, whatever the fuck. Yeah. 
and we're, today we're going to be watching Wes Anderson's Rushmore featuring uh, Bill Murray and uh, Jason Schwartzman. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, which is like said, which is like one of our movies. You right. Know, it's, we can talk about the classics, like the I don't know the enough classics. Yeah, we'll call this segment. But obits wise, mm. you I have got one. one. I didn't realize you had one. That's good. I got a couple. The uh, should we save some of these? Yeah, maybe I'll save one. I'm going to save one, and you save one, and we'll each do one. Okay. When I was watching Better Call Saul live on TV the other day, which mm-hmm. I hadn't done in years, like watched something as it aired with yeah, the commercials. It sucks. Watching shows live sucks now because every commercial is some like treacly like we're here from we're here for you. Ah. We, we are your neighbors. We are your family. We <sighs> love you, and we need to come together in these uncertain times. With like uh, a heartwarming guitar riff in the background, and I get it. Like you have this. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish. Like here at AT and T, we're here for you. Yeah. Sorry, I had to steamroll in there. And like, I get it. You have to address what's going on in the world and like say something. But I don't know. There are other ways to do that. I hope every commercial is just like. I don't know, like a bummer and just like so, I don't know, treacly. I'm going to say treacly again because it's a mm. good word. How do you spell that? I don't know that word. T-R-E-A-C-L-Y. Treacly. It's like something that's just like saccharine. Yeah. Yeah, like just disingenuous, just like, shitty, like cheap. Yeah. I and like that, yeah. It makes you yearn for the days of like a stupid beer commercial or like a candy commercial. It's like, come on, let's have some characters. Somebody like, posted a funny thing the other day. Like, remember the good old days when it would just be like a Toyota commercial? Like, hey, buy a Toyota. Yeah. Now it's, we're here for you. Buy a Toyota. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's like, like I, I wrote about this too on, on Instagram about how mm. all these companies that I never even remembered being a part of are reaching out to me on email saying like, Hey Ryan, like we know this is a tough time. Like, actually, it's not the toughest time really for me. I'm I'm loving this. It's great, you know. So He's that's in. we can end it here. No, but like they they're sending like the stoop just just like it's like what do you think I'm gonna re-sign up with you now? Yeah. I haven't been there in a decade. Yeah, and like now you're gonna try to hit my wallet. Like oh, now that they hired someone to like sound nice in their ad, yeah, I, I think I'm back. Yeah, I'm done with that. Especially when they personalize it, that makes me even more mad. Yeah, I have two obits, but Ooh. like I said, I'm only gonna do one. You say even one. Um, in movies, when the main character walks into a new home of mm. any kind, apartment, condo, house, looks around really quickly. This is usually in the part of a montage when the guy's making lots of money mm-hmm. he walks in takes one quick look and then looks at the real estate agent and goes i'll take it wow that's and they one. like then it just like cuts to them like playing the talking heads and decorating like in wall street or whatever yeah. and just like it just it's stupid it's cheesy nobody does that and the agent sometimes says something right. like whoa easy works for me or yeah like hey uh where's your real estate agent like no closing agent, like no mortgage broker, like you're not gonna run this by your bank, like you're not gonna like check your savings account, you're not gonna like, you know, give me the some house realism. Isn't gonna be, there's not gonna be a closing, like there's not, you know, like yeah. I guess if it's a rental, it's it, the will take it might make sense, but if you're buying a house, you don't just 
yeah. just it's not like that. You don't just move in immediately. It's such a movie thing. I guarantee no one in real life has ever done that. That's no. It's a trope and I hate it and it just it's annoying and stupid and it's something that just doesn't happen. That's a good call. That's so that's my obit. And I don't really know what to call that, but I'm just it just sucks. Yeah. It's stupid and I don't like it. It stinks uh, and he doesn't like just. It. Do you want to do shuts? Yes. You okay. go first. I shut off Feel Good, that new Netflix show about British babes dating. It's uh I don't know, I think it's like a lesbian type show. It's this woman who's a stand-up comedian and meets Oh, this. I shut that off too. I thought No, you I finished it. Oh, finished. I watched all of that. You entire the, the show? With the girl with the short hair? Yeah. Yes, I watched every minute of that. Oh, wow. So How many does, episodes is it? Six? I think ten. Yeah, I watched all of it. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I watched all of that. I did. It was like I stayed up till like one in the morning or whatever, like as late as I can go. Like it was like midnight and I ripped through all of it. I love when we uncover something like that. Like it's like a, a memory you like buried deep. Oh, like, so, a, like a molestation. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, I watched the entirety of that. I watched all of that fucking show. Yeah. It sucks. There's really nothing to it at all. It's such a shut candidate. I can't believe I watched all of that. Yeah, it was really, you know, they were going for it. It just didn't really grab me. Although I do love female British voices. That's like ASMR to me. That's one of my things. And it was almost keeping me on board, but... I just did a face. He did a face. He's not into it. And I also shut off The Pacifier. With Vin Diesel? <laughs> yes. I figured it was finally time you to watch. You didn't make it through a Familia... Familiar feature. No, I didn't. It was it's fucked up. And for people who don't remember this, this is like a kid's family comedy he did like 10 or so years ago. All action stars follow the Schwarzenegger template to do an absurd kid's movie and like see if it's a huge hit like Kindergarten Cop. He invented that and like everyone copies that move. Like right now Dave Batista just came out with a movie called My Spy where he's like guarding a kid. It probably has the exact same plot you just wrote as the another, Pacifier. You just wrote another obit right there yeah. <laughs> of like action stars going down that forgettable, predictable pathway. Perfect. That's a great obit. Yeah. But yeah, this movie, The Pacifier, it wasn't fun on any level. And this is me saying this. Big Vin fan. You, like the biggest Vin Diesel quote-unquote yeah. fan that I can think of. Yeah, that stinks. I run on Diesel. And it's just, I had like no fun watching this. It's just a lifeless movie that's not funny or It's a fun. bummer, huh? Yeah. And like, spoiler alert, can you believe the big lug who said he hates kids eventually reveals he has a heart of gold? Never saw that coming. Does he molest any of the kids while we're on the subject of molestation? <laughs> I didn't finish it. Maybe it has a dark that's turn. That's the end? He yeah. just pins one of the kids down at recess? He has my, his way? You're my familiar now, whether you like a wife it or beater. not. He just tears off his suit jacket and there's a wife beater underneath. Is this too gritty? This is probably is. It's like the scene from Monster's Ball. Oh. Uh, with a child. Just what? make me feel good. I'm really going for it today. I don't know if you realize that. He's back. Um, is that all your shots? You got more? 
I think that's all. Although I also oh, I can't shot. believe I watched that fucking lesbian movie. Yeah, that was show. a good reveal. Jesus Christ! I'm glad we uncovered that intel. Yeah, I tore through all. I remember thinking about it as I was watching it, and I was like, you know, you watch something and you know that nobody you know would be into it, so you don't even tell anybody about it. That's like my whole day, basically. <laughs> that's like all that I do. You just know it's like no, yeah. nobody's gonna want to watch this. No, this just won't gel with anyone I know. <laughs> You know what's funny? I looked at my shuts list and I accidentally wrote Brian Dennehy dead in mm. my shuts. <laughs> Dennehy got shut. It's over. Oh, Dennehy. Um, Do you have Sword of Trust in there? That was my last shut. Although I, I have that in my shuts too, yeah. Yeah. Which is a new movie from Lynn Shelton, who I normally like a lot. And it has a good cast. You got Mark Marin, Jillian Bell, some other people. Like, they lose their house and get gifted a, a sword in their grandfather's will when they thought they'd get a bunch of money. And it's kind of interesting for a bit, but then it's just, I don't know, it lost me. It had me in the beginning. Yeah. I was hooked and I was like, this is kind of funny and charming. And Mark, Mar I like, I'm a big Marin fan. I think he's funny and interesting. And is he one of your guys? <sighs> <laughs> and it just lost me. It sucks. Yeah stupid and it's just like it takes a bunch of people out of the character that they should be and like Jillian Bell is like the straight man and that's just doesn't make sense for her and yeah. I don't know I just it lost me same um, I shut off the wire again <laughs> for like literally the sixth time literally Lucy and I popped it on you know because we have nothing else to do and we can't go anywhere mm. so we figured you know what like let's get into a new show we start watching the wire we made it six episodes I will give you credit for, like, you're not just, you didn't just put it on and shut it off after five minutes. Like, you're giving it an actual shot. You watched six episodes. We watched six full hours of The Wire in one day. Literally, yeah. like, an entire day of The Wire. And then at, like, and? five in the afternoon, I looked over to her, and I was like, I hate this show. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I hate it, too. Like, I'm not even really paying attention. Like, it's not good. And we were just like, let's just stop watching it then. And, like, we, I think we got takeout, and it was a better night. But The Wire is the ultimate show where people are like, dude, season four gets so fucking good. It's like, I don't want to suffer through literal days of like boring TV. They're 12 episode seasons too. So it's 12 hours. Yeah. I think they are at least. It's at least 10. Yeah. So we'll call it 40 literal hours of your life down the drain before it gets interesting. Yeah. Like you just, oh, I'm going to just sink, you know, like a calendar week into this and just see how that goes. And yeah, it's just, it's too much. I wish I could like it. Everyone swears by it. And like puts it up there with the Sopranos, but it really just it's, that's an insulting statement after having done this like seventh shot. Yeah. Um, I shut off the young Pope on HBO <laughs> with Jude Law. Wow, is that boring and stupid? I yeah. shut off Little Fires Everywhere with Reese Witherspoon on Hulu. Like you said, it's just a watered down version of Big Little Lies. I liked nothing about it. I also shut that. I shut off The Gunman, uh, a Sean Penn vehicle Ooh. that is now on Amazon Prime. I shut off Angel Heart with Mickey Rourke and De Niro as a gay French guy I set in the 1950s Louisiana. Ah, that movie's famous for something. I think Lisa Bonet is naked in it, maybe? Didn't get that far, but mm. I might put it back on for that. I think it has a real spicy scene with something like that going on. But yeah, mm. I've never seen that either. The Ghost Who Walks. 
Ooh. which was like a Netflix movie with some black guy getting released from prison and like Ooh. immediately launching into a life of crime again. Crime. Those are my favorites. They like don't see a parole officer, probation officer, whatever. They just go immediately back to being a criminal. Like the day one, they have a gun and they're already like getting in sh- street fights and like <laughs> that no might, problem. That might be a good old bit. Like when their gangster buddies like pick them up at jail to like immediately... <laughs> restart their life of crime. Yeah, some movies do like a little bit of exposition where they have about 10 minutes of like, uh, you know, like I probably shouldn't go back down to that life. I don't want to go back in. Exactly. I don't want to go back inside. <laughs> this movie just went right after it. Like this guy was literally like in one of those like running away from people chases where he burst through some stranger's home. Classic. Like one of those. Yeah. Who would ever do that? I just let them catch me. I'm like, I'm not going to like ruin somebody's house. Like this guy like ran through someone's like window and like it was just... Uh, enough. That's always gritty. The desperation. They got nowhere left to go. They're just roaring into a house. And I also shut off the sword of trust. Yeah. Because it sucks. That's and, a good lot of shots. Yeah, that's a good amount of shots. That's all I got. Let's uh, watch Rushmore and then we could talk some. We could do the TV segment. Pa pa pa, folks. We'll be right back. Wow. That was a good one. We're back. We just watched Rushmore for maybe the dozenth time. Is dozen? Can you say dozenth? Dozenth like is a word, yeah. All right, I'm in. Like you'd say ninth. Okay, I'm liking that rationale. This, uh, for people who are unfamiliar, this is Wes Anderson's second film after Bottle Rocket. And this movie's great because. It's Wes Anderson before he went, like, full Wes Anderson. His, like, most recent movies are kind of, like, surreal, madcap romps that have, like, all his trademarks and stuff. This movie, like, takes place in reality. It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's something that it's not that far from the reality of, like, the private school that I went to. Like, it was... Yeah, it's a realistic premise. And yeah, it, the Grand Budapest Hotel is like a cartoon. This is a movie <laughs> with people. Some of his other movies are literal cartoons. True. I that. Uh, fantastic Mr. Fox, but yes, I think that it's probably my number two. Ooh, I think it snakes its way ahead of Bottle Rocket. Well, I thought you were gonna say Tenenbaums was your number one. Tenenbaums is my number one. I think mm. it goes Tenenbaums, Rushmore, Bottle Rocket. That's my three. That's fair. I could take it or leave it with all the rest of his movies. I go back and forth on like which ones I think are the best. The only constant is Darjeeling Limited is the worst. Even though, as we were saying earlier, it's not that bad. It's, it's just it's it, okay. I hate Moonrise Kingdom more. Ooh, yes, true. I, I have that hot take. I just don't think movies about kids are interesting. Uh, I like that take. That Yeah, I consider that lesser. That's the one I always forget about. I, I saw it in the theater and I hated it. Yeah, that was one. I don't think I loved it when I saw it the first time either. It's a grower. I can't do that on the Not a shower. Skills. Wow. Computer off. I don't even know. She's coming on without even being requested now. She just wants in. I guess. You know what she is? You stupid <laughs> fucking blabbermouth cunt! Good. 
this is, do you, what did you think? Jason Schwartzman is very good in this movie. Mm. I forgot how great he was in this. We did this, yeah. Like he has so much potential to yeah. do great stuff, and this is basically his only really good role ever. Yeah, like he he could have got an Oscar for this movie. He's like perfect, perfect casting, and he just like nails it. You know what I really liked him in that movie with Adam uh, Scott. The, the night over or the night oh yeah that's he, a good do, call they have like a sleepover and they're and then like they have small penises and or yeah. he has a really big penis and Adam Scott has a really small penis yeah and what's like, that movie called they bond over that in like very weird and funny Adam ways. Scott wearing that fake penis yeah that is the overnight the overnight is a classic streamer like it's on at least one if not all of the streaming services so dig that up if you if you haven't seen it yeah that's a good call that's one I forgot about but it's very yeah, that's a great indie. It's mm. a good call. Another little Easter egg I noticed was Ooh. Alexis Bledel, who plays Rory Gilmore, you know. was an extra in the public school classroom scene when Max, a.k.a. Jason Schwartzman, switched schools and they filmed the front row. She's right there. That's one of the most fun parts about re-watching a movie from like 20 years ago is because stuff like that, you're like, oh, it's that guy. Like. Mm. Like in The Sixth Sense, the girl who like pukes in that random scene is that babe who went on to Misha be Barton. OC. Yes, Misha Barton. God, I'm glad I got that. Love fun Easter eggs like that. That's the Agreed. good stuff. Um, and Bill and I, Murray in this movie? I was just going to say, <laughs> these are the days like before Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum himself and became a meme. Wow, like that's He true. was awesome back then, just throwing 130 miles an hour, just the guy. I feel like this was towards the beginning of him like doing... <clears throat> Good artsy movies like this, like Lost in Translation and this, and Broken Flowers, and he just sort of just keeps. It's yeah. like he grabbed like the top five '90s indie directors and goes, "Make me a project." Yeah, and it's they did. What happened? Oh yeah, all these like this role was written for him. This and might no be... one else. Put anyone else in that role, it would have been weird. Yeah, definitely. Literally anyone. Yeah, like he's just. It just makes sense. Probably his best sad sack performance for my money. I would say his best performance is either this or Caddyshack. Caddyshack's strong. But like of the like late phase Bill Murray, I think it's his best. Mm. By a lot. What about Bob, Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> oh. 2. Ghostbusters Afterlife, that hot new one. Oh, God. But that yeah, got shelved. To Rushmore, it has a great score by Mark mm. Mothersbaugh. I was a big fan of Is his stuff. Is he like stuff. a Simpsons guy? He did. He does a lot of cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I always remember him as doing the score for Rugrats. The, uh, there, that's what I remember it from. Yeah, I don't know why it's so memorable, but like, I don't know. An equal amount of blueberries in each muffin. They do like some musical thing in the intro that makes you like pay attention to it. Ba, 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 ba. That was the Rugrats song? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's... That was pretty good. a good memory for that. But yeah, nobody does a a montage like our boy Wes Anderson. He always has a great song, and this movie has like six great montages that, you know, montages are fun in general. They're just, they're breezy and fun and just show you all the good parts. But he has great ones that like move the story along. They're not forced. It's always like, wow, he's just, he's good. He's a good director. I wrote a hit play and directed it. So I'm not sweating it either. <laughs> and Wes Anderson loves people living in hotels. Yes. Bill Murray lives in a hotel in this movie. 
Royal Tenenbaum, famously. That's a big part of that movie. And yeah, Rushmore was just... It's a great love story. I forgot like how nicely it came together at the end. I hadn't seen it in years and forgot all the like little touches. The, uh, you know, it's just got all the stuff. Uh, do we want to get into our categories? We're going to award some, some awards to this feature in our rewatchables segment, AKA the unwatchables. You said the word montage and it made me think of this. <laughs> This is a cut. Is this the original? It sounds sounds like a something a, does sound different. Sounds a little off. Yeah, that's not the it right. Sounds like someone else singing. It's a little off. That's not that. God, Trey that's Parker infuriating. Raspiness. That sucks. Um, no distress signal has been sent. I yeah. The categories for me we got for this movie are best bit. Let's do that one first. Okay. So best, we'll do best bit. bit first. I put best bit as him pretending that he got hit by a car just to get into his teacher's house to talk to her and immediately putting on a cassette to set the mood like while she's running to get a first aid kit because she thinks that he got hit by a car and he's just like, "Okay, now I now I can put on my moves." Yeah, that's that's such an unfathomable concept too. like she would never have just been like you know what like why don't you lay down and I'll take care of you she would have not believed him at all yeah it's so silly but like played very dryly it's a great bit um, what did you have best bit? I mostly mine were lines really cool. but I like the bit of him getting a little drunk at dinner mm. after his first play when the love interest teacher brings her friend who's played by uh, Luke Wilson. Yes. And he's just kind of a little drunk, like jabbing at Luke Wilson, like they're yeah. fighting for a woman. To get, like, and it just cracked me up, like what a smarmy little prick he is. Yeah, Luke Wilson's good at playing the like, like what? What is this kid? Like, where's like just, this coming right, from? Like, what is this? Like, yeah. is he like a 15 year old who wants my girlfriend here? Like, huh? Like, I, he reacted like how I would react. And like, how, like, or Luke Wilson, I mean. And the kid, uh, Schwartzman, is hilarious too because <laughs> he, he for, pretends that he forgets his name like three times. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot this young gentleman's name. Yeah, he's such good. Like, young stuff. gentleman, he's three times your age. And the O R they, that's like the big right, bit from the movie. I would say that's. To segue right into next best line category Ooh. that we have have set out here, best line might even be that too. Yeah. Uh, or the nah, it was the hand job. <laughs> A lot of good hand job bits. Any hand movie. job related line, I'm in. Maybe I really like when Bill Murray he's watching his twin sons wrestle and he just says, "Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine I'd have sons like these." <laughs> and that leads right into my second favorite bit when Jason Schwartzman whips off his khakis and says he's an alternate on the team and gets in to wrestle and gets mm. pinned hilariously and within seconds. Yeah. Like almost one second goes by and he's just over the guy's shoulder on his back. Great gag. With his freaking headgear and like mouth guard and just awesome. Love it. The uh, best sidecar? What do you got for this? My best sidecar was a little actor named Mason Gamble, who also played Dennis the Menace in the, I think it was a Nickelodeon production or something like that. So he was a little, he played, uh, I guess, uh, Dirk or Derek? Dirk. Dirk. 
his even younger like sidecar partner right. buddy Jason Schwartzman's friend and who's like gets mad at him at the end because he thinks that he's having sex with his mother or something yeah. but it's not real because he made up a story about fingering his mother there it is <laughs> like yeah he was very funny in this in terms of just like actually appearing to be a kid of his age and just sort of making sense in the role. And I think as a sidecar, he was perfect because he was understated and just, just right. Yeah, like the ideal side. Yeah. And he's just memorable enough that you recognize his face. So he feels familiar. He's the definition of a side. Yeah. Like, and not to mention the fact that he, the last time he worked was 11 years ago. So he hasn't done anything in a long time. So he's basically like a. He's almost our age. He was born in 86. I looked this up. So I guess he just like did a couple of child roles and then poof. He needs that uh, Dennis the Menace reboot. Where's, when's that going to come Agreed. down the pipe? I'm actually surprised they haven't done one of those in like a couple decades. Doesn't right. that seem like something they'd just be like, oh, do a new Dennis the Menace. Let's see if, if that sticks. Some straight to video piece of shit. Yeah. And my best sidecar, I had Brian Cox. Mm. I always forget he's in this movie, but he plays like the dean. I don't have the, any bloody use for it. Yeah. And he, like, he's one of the worst students we've got. He just, he's great in this. Yeah, he's awesome. Him or Bill Murray's like weird twin kids. They're also <laughs> great sides. And my last category, the best Wes Anderson-ism. This, this is a very unique category to this film, and unless we watch, I think maybe we should do like a Wes Anderson once a month or something. I'm down until we're done with them. Yeah, each movie, you know, we'll come up with categories for it, or yeah. you know, try to a fun. shoehorn it in. I think we should leave best bit and best line. Ooh, yeah. Best bit, best line, best side, all that. Yeah, that applies to anything. Yeah, yeah. And then we have one fun category for each movie. All right. Like a Tarantino movie, would be like, how many times did they say the N word? How many feet? How many, yeah. <laughs> how many creepy feet? Yeah. Um, I had the best Wes Andersonism as the slow-mo finish. Which is something you mentioned he did in a few of his movies yes. other than this and then kind of stopped doing. Yes. Which I don't know if that's like a, a thing that somebody pointed out. To explain, the he ends a lot of his movies with like one shot where... It's normal motion, then it becomes slow motion, and it's usually like the characters of the movie like walking out of the frame poignantly. In Royal Tenenbaums, they're leaving Royal's grave. In uh, I can't remember all of them, but I like when directors have little stylistic flourishes that they put into all their movies. It's it's cool. Agreed. I, I like that a lot. I mm. think I think that that's a cool look that he probably could have hung in there with. Mm. Like I don't see what you know. Like why would he cut that? He probably just wants to be like, I'm more than that. I can do other stuff. Probably. But yeah, Rushmore. If you haven't seen it in a while. Oh, my most. You forgot mine. Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, my most Wes Anderson-y part mm. or touch, however we're phrasing it, would be the fact that he uses big bands, deep tracks. In particular, like mm. John Lennon, The Beatles, Rolling Stones. He, pull, he Scorsese sort of does that, but Scorsese will also jump in on like, give me shelter seven times in a row. Literally. Yes. And, but like, Anders, Wes Anderson used, a, there's a Rolling Stones song in this movie that I genuinely have never heard outside of this movie. Yeah. And I listen to classic rock all the time. And he has that song, Oh Yoko, mm. that John Lennon John song. John Lennon, like weird, like right before he got killed, like strange yeah. 
like song that probably nobody remembers at all. It should be distracting because it's just John Lennon like going, oh, Yoko. It's like weird, but it works in the movie somehow. He finds a way to sort of, I don't think he's doing like what Tarantino does where he picks the song first and then writes around it. Yeah. But yeah, he just, he finds a way to. Yeah. I, I, I think Tarantino's way is, is awesome because it, then it's like s- seamless. Yeah, it's like in the, the bones of the bit or the scene. Or you whatever. can really tell when, when a director has a separate person doing all the, the audio and the scoring. It just seems weird and disjointed. I don't like it. That seems like one of the most fun parts. Like you right. made a movie, like sitting in the editing room, like putting different songs over different scenes. Like I could do that for like years. It yeah, you don't like, want to chop that up. It seems like a blast. Yeah, it seems dope. But yeah, Rushmore. Rushmore. Give it a go. I am not sure where it's streaming, but I got to be honest with you. It's probably a cheap... I'm going to look right now on my Apple TV just because I like to give people a heads up. It's weird. Certain things just don't pop up on streaming stuff. You can either buy it for $17.99. Ooh, that Criterion? Uh, yep. I know. Or rent it for $3.99 on iTunes. Get there is there. there is no... It's, apparently, it's not playing anywhere else. Mm. They say that, but I mean, you might be able to find it somewhere. The do we want to talk a little TV? <clears throat> I would love to. What do you want to open with? I have like four TV things to discuss here. Well, we've been watching some Golden Girls. The uh, you you mentioned that you were getting in there, and I was like, I'll, I'll get in on some Golden Girls. That sounds like a fun time, and I, I enjoyed it. I watched. Uh, it was great. We yeah. opened to the Golden Girls theme. Yes. And which is thank you for being a friend. Yes. It's just charming and cute and nice and light. It's all like, I think there's like 170 episodes all on Hulu. Like you can just rip through them. Yeah. And it's the kind of show you don't need to watch them in order. Like every episode's kind of the same. I watched like two from season one. Then I like jumped ahead to season four to see if things were, you know, different or better. They're exactly the same. I never watched this show when I was younger because when you're a kid, it's like the Golden Girl. Like, what is? It's like the last thing you want to watch when you're a kid. But it's great now. Uh, I like it's a cackle. They're like a, a sassy team of horny old ladies. Yeah, I found myself having like legit cackles. Yeah, at like Estelle Getty with like her just sassy one line. They're all like quippy one liners, and they're all kind of being mean to each other. Yeah, they talk to each other like we do, and it just to yeah. me that's great. Like I, I love sassy old ladies. I think they're the funniest. And such like sitcommy jokes. Like one of the guys, some guy says, "You must be Blanche's sister," and then Estelle Getty goes, "You must be blind." It's just <laughs> they're all just like catty. I was really having a time watching this. Might yeah. have been the highlight of my my quarantined life. <laughs> it's it's for right now. It's I can recommend almost nothing else because we're running out of shit to talk about. But like yeah. Golden Girls really is like it has staying power. It's and it's like a little not PC, which is nice too. Like yeah, they're on the edge. They're they they have they cut it up and they have some some you know lines that probably wouldn't play today. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Golden Girls is great. It's all on Hulu. Um, Speaking of which, I got a reveal for you, or oh I hope it's a reveal that you didn't know this. Did you know that there's a Golden Girls spinoff starring Don Cheadle and Cheech Marin and three of the girls called The Golden Palace? I'm showing you the picture right now. He's shocked and chagrined. <laughs> Can't believe his eyes. Is Estelle Getty dead? I think on the show, 
they said she got married and like left the team. And then the rest of the Golden Girls opened a hotel. Me Arthur's there. Is she one of them? Or is Wait, that zoom that in? I think that lady on the bottom right is a new side. I think they wedged her in. I don't think she's anybody. She's I think that's Rue McClanahan, I uh -uh. think. No? Rue McClanahan is the one on the left. Oh, but oh, you mean that yes. one? Oh. I don't know who that is. What's this show called? I'm gonna look it up right now. The Golden Palace. It lasted one season and I guess was not the hit that the Golden Girls was. I think you're right now that I'm looking yeah, at it. Yeah, she wasn't on the original show. They recast the the oldest looking one. The Golden Palace? Yeah. Yeah, it's just Betty White and Rue McClanahan. Isn't that insane though? Like Don yes. Cheadle, The Golden Palace? I saw this, I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this came out also like way too late. Oh, was after... it? After, oh, I guess that is Estelle Getty. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's a weird picture. But she doesn't have her, her like, yeah, signature she the glasses. glasses. Yeah. Why would they have her take the glasses off? That's like the funniest part of her character. Foolish. Yeah, her bubbles glasses to make her I look forgot that older. she was in Don't Stop or Stop or My Mom Will <laughs> Shoot and Mannequin and wow. the original Stuart Little. Wow, what a filmography. And she's now deceased. She died in 2008 at the age of 84 in Hollywood, California. Ooh. I don't think I've ever seen Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. It's a flick. <laughs> Good Stallone. One of the best titled movies mm. ever. Ooh. I feel like that's a movie that he gets guff for because like he yeah, was on like a bit of a rocky hot streak and then he just did that piece of shit and it gets sort of lost in the shuffle. That almost fits in with the Arnold thing we were talking about. That was him yes. as the action guy being like, oh, I got to make a fun one now. A wacky one. It wasn't really like for kids, but it almost fits what wacky. we were saying. Old people and kids are the same category. It's either old Actually, people, yeah. kids, or an animal. Yeah. Like a, like a hot to trot or something. I, I bring, feel like I bring up hot to trot like every <laughs> other week. I'm in on it. The most forgettable Bobcat Goldplate movie on the uh, planet. I, I got a reference it in every fucking show. Uh, thanks, man. Wow. That's Pete Davidson, but <laughs> close enough. I realized halfway through, I'm fucking re. I'm reusing. I can't even do it. It just hurt my throat doing that. Um, new stand-up special this week. Ooh, yeah. Stalia, no pain. Yes. You want to tell the... you? Are you done with Golden Girls? Oh yeah. Moving along. Moving along. Uh, I loved it, folks. Big fan. If you like stand-up comedy at all. Even if you haven't heard of this guy, this is the best stand-up thing I've seen in like six months, maybe longer. Like, yeah. just I liked it a lot. Gold all the way through. He has like eighty great bits. He, he's great. So come on, I'll give you the tour. The uh, and this one captured his personality better than some of his past stand-ups. Mm. He's someone who's very funny, like on podcasts and stuff. But his stand-up was kind of weird. But I think he finally figured it out. Because this special was like incredible. He's a guy who, unlike Bill Burr, he has a very different persona when he's on stage hmm. or when he's doing a podcast. Yeah, like it's it's like, and even like in different podcasts, he can be different guys. Like on his hmm. particular podcast, he has a very specific style. And I just, I don't know, I, like you said, I think he's finding himself a little bit. And he's done a lot of specials, you know, but I think in this last one in particular, he like really honed in on exactly why he's so funny. Yeah. Like every time he'd finish like a chunk of a bit, I'd be like, that was incredible. And then like he'd do another one and be like, wow, he's keeping it up. 
the whole time. I was impressed with the whole thing. I liked it a lot. I love that bit he he did, like when people come up to you, like, do you hear the news? He's always just like, nope. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I should have written down more stuff. Stand-up, as I've said a million times, it's the kind of thing, it's like, it was great. It was funny. Yeah, I don't want to like write down jokes that we liked. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, you remember, there was this really good joke that you could, if you hear it, you'll laugh. It's like, oh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> thanks for torching the special for me. Enjoy. Um, yeah, that's Crystalline No Pain. It's on uh, Netflix. It just came out on Netflix, yeah. And we recommend it. We're going to yes. give it two bags of popcorn up. Yes. And one soda. We also watched uh, the new HBO TV series Run, which I think is like co-created by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the Fleabag. Is it really? Person. I didn't know that. Yeah, or I think I think she's a producer. I think they just throw her name onto stuff now because she's such a big deal. We haven't had a minute to talk about this Ooh. this movie. Yes, or this show. Or, you're right. This show. It is movieish wh- wh- though. What is it? Exactly my thoughts watching it. It's a show, they introduce these two characters, but keep everything like vague in a way where like, I guess you're supposed to be like on the edge of your seat, like, like, ooh, what's really going on here? But I was just confused. I was like, this is the first episode of a new show. Give me, what am I looking at? Like, tell me, you know, without spoiling it, they're just like... They're two people who you don't know what their past is, but one of them texts the other the word run, and that's supposed to be some sort of like a drop whatever you're doing and meet me at this train station, and then we'll go on this vague journey to we don't know where yet. It annoyed me because it was like every other minute that you would get lost, and it was like, oh, are they going to abandon each other? And like, is she going to leave? Where are they going? And- yeah. Where are they on the train to? Why didn't they just fly there? Exactly. Why are they together? Did they used to date? She's they reveal like she's married. Is he married? Why are like what is this? Yeah. Genuinely, what is this? And they they were a weird duo. I wasn't exactly like bowled over by their chemistry. You're supposed to be like No. You're supposed to be like, ooh, this is like a What's a her name again? Like Malin Ackerman? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. She's a babe. I know. The what is her name? She was in fucking Nurse Jackie. It's tip of my tongue now. I wrote it down. I can't remember. Yeah, it's uh, Merritt Weaver. Yes, who I think she's a good actress, but I don't know. She's fine. She's not very likable. She's kind of just like a nervous ass. Hi. Yeah, exactly. And the I guy. I, I think I think it stinks so far, but I'm gonna keep like Lucy and I watched it. We were just sort of like, I mean. I looked at her, I was like, do you know what happened? She's like, nope. And I'm like, do you want to keep watching it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, She's a true TV guy like we are, so I mean. I also didn't love it, but I'll probably keep like half watching it in the hopes that it starts to wow me at some point. Yeah. Because we'll watch anything and everything, especially That's these run days. on HBO, for yes. those of you that missed that. New series. HBO not killing it like they used no. to these days. Oh, what about Ballers? <laughs> what about Ballers? Actually, speaking of ballers, we also watched a little bit of Surviving R. Kelly Part 2, The Reckoning, which is the actual title of this documentary series. Yo, tell me what this <laughs> these, <laughs> these drops are finally applicable? Yeah, we're in. Which this is... <laughs> this is now on Netflix. And... This show starts with the... Parental advisory that says, 
Due to explicit discussion of sex involving minors, parental discretion is advised. And I was like, wow, this is when you know you're watching something, <laughs> something real good. When you get that warning at the right up top from mm. the tippity. And they kept playing that one reminder that it was like an ongoing court case and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know, that cracked me up. It, it was very front loaded. Like at the beginning, they show all the like salacious clips. Like they have a clip of uh, R. Kelly being interviewed. Someone asks him, Do you like teenage girls? To which he responds, When you say teenage girls, how old are we talking? <laughs> You're telling me that! Which is just like, oh. Uh, preferably uh, less than 15. Yeah. Teen age. It's right there. She was 15 bloody years old. Very loudly indeed. <laughs> uh, I had to shut it off. I was a big fan of the original VH1 doc, uh, mm. Surviving R. Kelly Part 1, that is also now on Netflix. Yeah. I loved it at the time, but guess what? At the time, my life was going okay. Mm. There wasn't like a bubonic plague about, and my business wasn't shuttered, and yeah. money was coming in. And, you know, I had more than like two good things happening in my life right now, which are like this podcast and my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like everything else is kind of crumbling, and it's like... I was able to watch something that was a total bummer and just sort of have a laugh. Whereas yeah. now I'm like, can I just, want to, I want escapism here. I know exactly what you're saying. I was watching it like, who has time for this? Like they were giving time to, you know, almost like giving him sympathy and like letting him, you know, go on this whole explanation. He was crying about his career. And it's like, dude, nobody gives a shit about your career except for you. I know that might be like, you know, news to you, R. Kelly, but it's just, you know, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, I had to shut it off. It is informative, and he was a tremendous piece of shit, so don't think that we're making light of this. I've already been enough of a dick on this podcast. I might as well come back to earth with a little reality check that R. Kelly sucks, and I believe that everything they say about him is true, and I hope he rots in hell uh, and in prison for the rest of his life. Yeah. That being said, uh, we also watched Listen to Your Heart, the new Bachelor spinoff on ABC, Listen which to is your now heart. streaming on Hulu if you want to catch up yes. with the first and then now coming up the second episode. A music-themed version of The Bachelor. Let's break down the concept for the people. Well, they really hammer this home in the opening. They mention it about nine times. Nine times. Everyone keeps saying over and over, this is like a real life, a star is born. <sighs> Just like My oh. favorite was they said that and then people kept talking about a star is born. Like, did you like a star is born? Yeah, that was the first like 10 minutes of the show. It was just everyone talking about this movie. You mean the movie where the guy's a really piece of shit drunk and he pisses himself publicly and yeah. ruins her part of her career and then hangs himself in his garage? Yeah, uh, that's mean, what we should line up on. I mean, I don't know why you had to go ahead and do all that, but that's fine. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you think like A Star is Born invented romance, the way they're just like... <laughs> you mean the remake of the remake of the remake <laughs> exactly. or the original? It's just like ridiculous. But yeah, they got all these like musicians... You know, in the Bachelor format, it's the same kind of deal. They got a... Uh, do you have a favorite babe yet? I was really... Um, I was kind of wowed by Savannah, the yoga instructor. Is she the free spirit, a.k.a. whore? 
I think so. Yeah, yeah. She's probably my favorite too. <laughs> she was fun. Lucy, I was with Lucy when we watched this, and Lucy uh, was like, "Oh, free spirit," and we had a laugh because like that's just code for being a, a, a slut. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's like I'm so free. Like those are the kind of girls that are probably cruising around having sex with guys with no condom during the coronavirus pandemic. And for that, I salute them. <laughs> but at the same time, calling yourself a free spirit is lame as fuck. Yeah, that's one of those things. It's like, what could that mean? But that. Yeah, it's like you like to travel. You would have just yeah. said you like to travel. Free spirit specifically means that you are non-committal and flighty. The uh, some cartoon character dude, that guy Sheridan. Jesus Christ! Awful with name the, with the rings and the beard and the hair and the fucking hat. Yeah. How about that that girl making out with the other guy and Sheridan rolls up on them and he's like, "Can I borrow you for a minute? I have a, I have something planned." It's like, it's like bro, we're in the middle of making out. Like yeah. your ship has sailed here. And then she actually goes with them and is like entertaining his stupid song on the couch. Yeah, he was the most ridiculous person. He named his guitar Sheila. And he drives around in that Subaru and <laughs> lives in the back. He's like, it's not exactly like a perfect fit. He was like talking all. Oh. He brought up his Subaru to every babe, it seemed like. It's like, is this a move? Like, are girls wowed by Subarus? That was, he was a classic Bachelor character. I was like, this guy, he's going to be the guy to watch, laughs-wise. And uh, they make the couples do duets in front of celebrity judges, including Jason Mraz, who's still around and still wearing fedoras. Are you sure you're not getting Jason Mraz confused with the plain white tees who also made an appearance? (laughs) I might be, actually. I can't be sure. The show really has it all. I believe it was the plain white tees who are very douchey as well and basically the same little pocket of the music industry. They had that Hey There Delilah. That was their song, I think. I'm upset that I even know that, but I think that was their big song. But yeah, all these babes, everyone says, music is my love language, like thinking that everyone else didn't say that. This whole show is just everyone saying the same things, like, we're on a star is born, music is my love language, bye-bye. The, uh, one of the guys mistook Chris Harrison, the annoying host, for Chris Hansen. Yeah, that made me laugh. That was, I think that was, he did that on purpose. Yeah, it seemed, but it was But it was still good, yeah, like, why don't you have a seat right here? Like, they're all, they're all pedophiles that play the guitar, (laughs) it's this whole new spinoff. Chris Hansen should be the host of The Bachelor. That would be a fun spinoff. Agreed. Like a pedophile version of The Bachelor? We'll work it out. Or a Bachelor version of, uh, like, a in jail with all the pedophiles, and yeah. they have to date each other. Folks, are we getting a green light on this? Mm. And, like, the winner has to get raped on TV. Yes. Also, the girl, there's always one on the show, says... Uh, I don't want to deal with any drama. She's always the one who ends up being the most dramatic, obviously. Of course. That's like a universal... If a, if a woman tells you... This is a tip for our younger male viewers. Ooh. If a lady tells you that she just doesn't like drama, yeah, that means run as fast as you can. It's like, why would you even say that? Who was talking That's about drama? That's not good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, there was a guy beatboxing, which gave me douche Oof. chills. That, I had to shut that off, actually. Also, folks, while we're teaching our younger listeners, if someone asks you to beatbox, just say no. You don't have to do it. Agreed. You don't... Yeah, the girl requested the beatboxing. Yeah. I yeah. think she was trying to make him uncomfortable and to see, like, what she could push him to. Yeah. 
And uh, he didn't play it right. Yeah, that wasn't good. The uh, um, one of them says, "You don't like my moves." Oh wait, that's what it was. He went in for the kiss, and she Oof. retracted, which is just it's heartbreaking to watch. But yeah, also, that, great. that uh, he deserved every second of that. That was a poorly timed kiss, and it sucked. But it, and like, and it's on TV. Like, you go in for the kiss, get denied, and then he says, "You don't like my moves." Like, oh Jesus, dude. Yeah, they're all. It's a. It's. I like this show uh, almost as much as I enjoy The Bachelor, because it's Ooh. worse. Yeah. I like to watch reality TV and hate the shit out of it. Yeah, like Lucy what, loves reality TV for like she'll just like watch it and not make fun of it, and like she's making fun of it in her head. But I'll like talk to the TV. I'm like, oh my fucking god, and I just <laughs> want to shit on everybody and complain and be super mean. I'm really mean to reality TV people. That's fair. And that's just how I am. And it, to me, that's like the entire point of watching. And it's what gets me going with it. Yeah. Like it makes me want to keep going with it. I think, yeah, I like when it has like a, you know, a fun, wacky twist. Like this one, they're all musicians. That's a fun wrinkle. It's, and they have to you know, write songs together and stuff. It's a little more interesting than the regular Bachelor where they just, you know, go on day dates. I'm the, wondering where they're going to go with it. I was just going to say, The Bachelor can't exist in this world. They can't do that show over Zoom. No. That, uh, well, the, I already know for a fact that <clears throat> The Bachelorette was the one that was up next, and they had to shelf everything. Oh, yeah, you mentioned they, that. They, 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 they halted all production with coronavirus. I'm wondering also where they're going to go with fucking Open Your Heart or whatever the hell, Listen to Your Heart on ABC. Where's that going to go? Listen to Your Heart. Like, that's done. I think it's like a, a six episode. It's not as long as it normally is. I mm. figure they have it all in the bank already, but I might be wrong. But yeah, watching these shows, it's like watching a, a sped up rom-com with no jokes. <laughs> but you get to add the jokes while watching. It's fun. And also I saw there's a new Netflix dating reality show called Too Hot to Handle. I've been hearing some buzz about that one. You watched it or no? I just seen people talking about it online. Uh, I didn't know it existed. I'll check it out. Yeah, too take, hot to handle. All right. I think I don't know what <laughs> can, the hook is, but I'm report sh- back. Yeah. And what else did we watch? I feel like there's more. I've been watching a lot of TV. When there's no features, you just gotta sink your teeth into something. The oh, that show Bruise Brothers on Netflix. Where it's like a Blues Brothers pun. Whoa. It's about these guys who work in a brewery. They're brothers. It's from the guy who created The League, and he works on Curb, Jeff Schaefer. And he's good. A lot of the show is like dumb guy humor, but it's pretty watchable. What is it called? Brew Guys? Brews Brothers. Oof. Bad title. Bad pun. Tough title, bad pun. And like it starts with a bad bit, but I'm glad I stuck with it because it got a lot better. Where can you watch this on Crackle? <laughs> on uh, yes, only on Crackle exclusively and Quibi as well. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully one day it'll come to uh, fucking I can't think of any other ones. Fuck, I fucked up. Pluto TV. Yes, there it is. is what you were reaching for there? He's back. Or Shutter. Fuck. He had a. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a fine show. If you like The League, you'll probably like it. It's I just do, a yeah. dumb, like... I was talking to, with one of my clients today about how I, I think The League needs another season. Oh, yeah. The League, 
The league is so good that we like it and we hate football. Yes. And everything's surrounded. And that show goes deep into like fantasy stuff, but the show's so good you don't even care. Agreed. Yeah, football does absolutely nothing for us, but we're in on it because mm. the show's so well done and it has a good, you know, combination of sidecars on it. Well, so one more quick obit from Bruce Brothers. Mm. They have a hippie character who's always like talking about their aura. How many times have you seen that in a movie where like someone's like, hey man, like your aura is really weird? You know, like the default hippie character. Um, That's something we've seen in <clears throat> Yeah. That's a, is that an obit? Yeah. An honorary obit? It's just a quickie. It's when I was watching, I was like, enough with <laughs> default hippies. Like, we've seen it, you've done it, give us a fresh one. There are more realistic hippies, is maybe what I'm trying to say. I'm a business hippie. Yeah, like, give us a, a current new version of a hippie. It could be done. I have a, an idea. Ooh, I'm all ears. What do you think about watching 90 Seconds of the Departed with me? Hmm. I mean, we've never done anything like this before, but I'm interested. It's too late to turn back now. Here we go. We're in. How you doing? I knew I'd come up. Would you rather wipe my ass for me? Look, there are certain parts of my job that I'm not going to be able to talk to you about. And I cannot allow you to, to jeopardize, jeopardize ongoing investigation all your life. <laughs> we should start no, trying to see if things. we can like do the dialogue verbatim. Actually, that would drive the fans crazy. Scratch it over. All right, I will. I remember one night we were watching this movie at... I think yeah, Cod's house in the basement with people that didn't really know us and you and I were doing that. <laughs> and one of the girls was like, hey, can you guys like just let us watch the movie? And I remember thinking like, is she fucking nuts? She doesn't want to hear us doing the whole movie? Us staring daggers at her? Like, I was, I remember being offended. Yeah. Like you're getting the, this is the special edition of The Departed. Like, don't you realize how talented we are for memorizing all of this dialogue? Yeah. That was in like 07 when it was super fresh. Yeah. But we'd still already seen it like 10 times. Oh my God, is that French out there? It's a great shot. God, this movie is so Boston. Fuck you say to me? And that's 90 You're seconds. Telling me that's party. 90? It was. I was just getting settled in. Wow. Well, you always are. Um, I don't know. What do you got for plugs? Folks, I'm going to tell you to follow us, rate and review, iTunes, SoundCloud, send us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, Enough the Podcast. And we're on Twitter at Podcast Enough. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. Hit that post, kid. As usual, I am giving away free fitness classes, Ank underscore fit on Instagram. That's A-N-K underscore F-I-T. And follow my private account, A-N-K-N-E-R, for some laughs and some burgers. And hmm. other than that... You know, I would like it if each and every one of you had a good one. Ooh. Folks, that's enough. Bye.